Katie and Company. Welcome to the Katie and Company podcast, which we are probably going to need like some sort of cool intro for eventually, right? Definitely. A lot of whooshes, a lot <laughs> yep. of explosions. Something. But we decided to have a, a podcast like five minutes ago, so just bear with us on this. Uh, I'm Katie. Katie Neal. Also here is Dan the Beard Mole Queen, my producer. He has a famous red beard. You can see it in all his glory on his Instagram page, at Dan Mole Queen. He also is a famous handpan player. And I was, I was kind of kidding about the famous beer, but I'm very serious about the fact that he's a famous handpan player. Is that intro okay? That's a perfect intro. Thank you so much. I feel, <laughs> okay. I feel so loved. If you don't like it, you can edit it out later because you are the right. producer. But I, um, That's it. I hope that stop. you won't. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, this week on the show, we had Kenny Chesney on the Superstar Power Hour. And we've got the full interview, which we will play for you here in just a second. But first, I wanted to talk about the fact that Kenny Chesney who has almost 32 number one songs, has never won a Grammy. That's crazy. Isn't that insane? That's so crazy, yeah. He has 32 number one songs. That is absurd to me that, like, how does how do we live in that world? Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, that's a lot. I mean, you figure 10 is a lot. He has three times that. Like, exactly. that's so many songs. <laughs> it's kind of wild, but there's so many people who, like, you know, are so well-known. Eric Church also doesn't have a Grammy, and that just, like, that yeah. feels wrong in every way shape yeah. and form yeah he's another one that's nuts but i really did sincerely enjoy interviewing kenny he's still one of those people that i get really nervous to talk to because i'm like oh my god it's i can kenny imagine Chesney. like but he was super yeah. cool and i was really, really proud of myself because i actually like made him laugh a couple times which you'll hear <laughs> it was it was a good conversation and i also loved the, the two of you guys talking about the knowing you song like, oh my god i know about how they wrote it like yeah what a, what a I, great story I had never thought about it in the way that he describes this, his latest single knowing you as saying like, it doesn't have to be about someone that, you know, in a relationship that has ended, but even like a time in your life that was really special to you. And you just like miss that time and those people. And it, it completely changed the meaning of the song for me. Yeah. And it was interesting because you go on like YouTube and type in the song. It's like, you could see that behind like wedding montages or like, missing people or like there's so well, that's many what he's talking about he's like people who have passed away and i was yeah. like oh my god this song suddenly yeah, so became I thought, I thought that was really cool yeah. <laughs> it became much sadder for me um but anyway we'll play the interview for you here in just a second but first i wanted to tell you uh this very random kenny chesney story that i was thinking sure. about this morning so in 2003 kenny chesney puts out this song called there goes my life and it's about two kids who find out that they're gonna have a baby and they're in high school and the whole song is like how it affects their life <laughs> And when I was 13 years old, I remember the day that my friend Crystal showed me the music video. And in 2003, the kid who plays this young, soon-to-be father was the hottest boy I had ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> and I fell in love with him. And I watched that music video like every day. And you know how when you're 13 and you're like in love with someone you saw on TV, all you want to do is like print their picture and get a poster of them for your bedroom. Like I, I was in love with this kid, but I didn't know who he was. And I remember, <laughs> this is so lame at the time trying to find out like who he was. But at that point in time, like the internet did not have enough information on it yet. Like there, mm -hmm. there was Google, Google was there, but it still wasn't, early. that's still early on. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't really Google. Like all we had was askjeeves.com. So I right. would be on askjeeves.com like several different times. I remember like this time it's going to work. Who is the boy in the Kenny Chesney music video? And there was, like, <laughs> you could not find it anywhere. And I remember being so heartbroken. Like, how will I ever know what his name is? I love him. And so as I'm like thinking about this incredibly lame story this morning, I was like, I wonder. So I got on Wikipedia. You, you looked it up today. I got it. Yeah, I did. I got on Wikipedia. And if you go to, there's a whole Wikipedia page for the song, There Goes My Life. And if you scroll to the music video section, 
the last two sentences say. The daughter in the music video is played by the actress Amber Heard, which I did not know. And the young father was Austin Chittum, who has two kids now. <laughs> and there's two things about that last sentence. Whoever added this didn't even like capitalize Austin Chittum. It's all in lowercase. And then uh-huh. I was like, the credit that he got is who has two kids now. <laughs> wow. But you found him after all I found years. him. And so then I was like, well, now I, yeah, I'm obviously in a happy relationship, but I have to know what happened to my eighth grade crush. <laughs> Right. So I Google him and I find his IMDb page. He's been in a bunch of like indie movies and he basically, right. he just looks like a normal dude at this point. But in 2003, he was, did a he respond drop. to your Facebook request yet? Or? <laughs> no, I didn't do it. He's honestly like, he's just a normal looking dude. But so then I was like, oh, well now I like for old time's sake, I'm going to go back and watch the music video. And like this man who at the time I think is supposed to be like 17 in this music video, he looks like he's nine years old. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe that this is what I was in love with at 13. But uh, well, at least you found him. At least yeah, you found I him. found him. And I have closure now. All of these years later, I know Austin Chittum was the boy that I was in love with in 2003. Anyway, here's my interview with Kenny Chesney, where I absolutely did not bring up that story. Mr. Kenny Chesney, hello. Hey, how are you? I'm doing well. How have you been? I've been good. Yeah. Been good. Settling yeah. into the, the chaos before the chaos of the holidays. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> well, congratulations on the announce of the stadium tour back for 2022. You have to just be over the moon about that. Yeah, it feels good. You know, because we've um, had this forced stillness for two years, and I'm I'm not good at stillness anyway. You know, so <laughs> same. I've, I've been I've been moving my whole adult life, so I was forced to be still, and I wasn't very good with it. But um, now it, it does seem like uh, that you know the, it's going to be a wonderful spring and summer next year. You know, because all of the all of the band and crew and all the road people, you know, we're getting calls again about this and that and putting the pieces together of, you know, taking the circus down the highway again, you know, <laughs> so it's, it's, a, it's, it's a really great feeling, you know, to, to know that we're going to get to go and get our jobs back. For sure. And then in the coveted opening slots of this tour, you've got Carly Pierce, Dan and Shay, and back again, Old Dominion. And I always give those guys a hard time. Like, you must know where the bodies are buried. You keep getting asked back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I promise you they do. They know where <laughs> they know all the skeletons in the closet. They know where the bodies are buried. They, they, but they, you know, I love those guys and they they've been out with us a lot. You know, but it just seems it just seems wrong to go out on the road without them. You know, I agree. I, I, I love them so much. Uh, they, our whole band and crew loves them. And from where they started with us, you know, they they went on the first time they ever toured with us. They went on like they only played ten minutes, like before the show started. They were added really late. And from what their career has done from that year to now is unbelievable, you know, and so I'm really proud of them. And it's great to have Dan and Shay out there. I've never toured with them. I've never uh, uh, seen their live show, but I, I, I love the the sound of their records and their music. And I'm looking really forward to, to getting, I've met them once, but I'm, I'm looking really forward to getting to know them. And, and I, I, I just can't, you know, tell you how excited I am for Carly Pierce, uh, you know, her winning, um, CMA female vocalist of the year and the, the the trajectory that her career is on and and the fact that you know she's going to be out on the road with us during this time is is really special and so yeah we got a good group going out there next year and I'm very excited about it that's great and then I think every artist who's ever made it to this point you know and has made the leap 
from arenas to stadiums always remembers their first stadium show. And yours is coming up on almost 20 years ago. You played your hometown, Knoxville, Tennessee, June Crazy. 7th, 2003. I know. Can you believe it? you're 15 doing stadiums? Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but do you remember being nervous to make that leap? Like, were you like, that's a lot more people. Like, are we going to sell these tickets? Did you have any of that? Or were you, you were confident that was going to happen? No, we were not confident. We, it was it was a blind leap of faith, you know. It was it was it was it was crazy. This the idea of it, and we didn't know how many we we were gonna do. We thought, you know, that was just gonna be a one time thing, you know, honestly. Wow. Um, but the next year we did. Well, that was two thousand three. The next year after that, I believe we did three, or t- yeah, we did or two thousand five. We did three. We did Philadelphia. Eagle Stadium, we did Foxborough, uh, the Patriots Stadium, and I believe Pittsburgh. I'm not sure. And then after that, it just went. And the uh, next thing you know, we're doing 10 a year, then 15. And then this coming summer, we're going to do 21 football stadiums next summer. Oh, my it's gosh. Be a wild, fun summer. <laughs> you know? But that's where it did, it did start there. You know? But, of course, like, when you go from an arena to selling like twelve or 13,000 and, and to having to sell fifty to 60,000, not only is, is is there anxiety that comes along with that, but you have to cover a lot more ground. And so I, there, there was a learning curve for me when I did my first football stadiums of just being on that massive stage and getting comfortable in that space. So um, it was it, it took a, it took a minute. Oh, I imagine. The band are, real, are really comfortable up there. You know, we, we feel really great. And and um, we we like to, to to make it our job to make that football stadium seem like a club. I imagine that the That's, first time you got on that stage, you're like, wait, I have to get all the way over there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why I try to be as, 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 as in shape as I possibly can, because <laughs> there's a lot of ground to cover. <laughs> For sure. And then your latest single, Knowing You, is working its way up the charts right now. And I think this tour, this will be like the first time that you're getting to perform this in front of a live crowd, right? Well, there's going to be a lot of music that we haven't played live. We haven't played here and now live Oh, I didn't yet. think about that. We haven't played Tip of My Tongue yet. We haven't played... We haven't played Happy Does yet. We have, so there's going to be a good 12 to 15 minutes of music that's going to be familiar that we haven't even played live yet. So that's going to be something that's going to be new and interesting about the tour. You know, uh, I've had people ask me, you know, are there going to be any new bells and whistles? And we have never been a bells and whistles band. You know, we, we just go up there and try to give the audience raw energy and emotion. And new music does help that. And so that's what one of the things I'm looking forward to with rehearsals and and seeing everybody again is how we're going to, you know, put the pieces together and where all this is going to be placed. And but that's why we do rehearsals. You know, that's why we try to change it up and give the give the give the crowd a great night of their summer. Because you haven't been able to perform the single in front of a live crowd yet. What has the fan reaction been like for you? Like, how have you been gauging that? Well, it's been hard, you know, because you, 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 you gauge it by social media or you gauge it by the streaming and you get, you know, you, you don't get to look into the faces of people, mm-hmm. you know, that that's what I always gauge everything by, you know, is, is, is the reaction, the, 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 the authentic reaction from the crowd. So that's one thing I'm really looking forward to, you know, and, and like when we did get along or American kids, you see 50,000 people saying every syllable you know, there's your research. <laughs> For sure, yeah. That, it's right there in front of you. <laughs> That's how you gauge it. <laughs> and I think that will so. be, that song will be such a cool moment in oh, the set you. because that's, I really am such a fan of that song. I think it's so beautiful. The sentiment, the idea, it's just very special. 
Well, I felt like that it was going to be something that people would have a lot in common with. You know, um, when I first heard it, I initially thought about, you know, someone that was in my life that's no longer in my life. And then I thought, well, it could also be about someone who has passed. And then Very but, much. And I think that's the genius of the song is, is that it doesn't specify either one, but it could also be about a group of friends, whether it was in college or high school, or for me, there was, I had a great little Island community uh, down in the Virgin islands. And we, we, there was about 15 to 20 of us that were inseparable at one point of our lives. Mm. But now life has kind of taken us in different directions, but you know, so the sentiment of knowing you applies to that also. And I think that's one of the reasons that this song has been, so well received and doing as good as it is, is that it's just a, it, it it covers a lot, checks a lot of boxes with people that, you know, that want to remember uh, a special someone. For sure. And then also on the chart right now, your feature on the now double CMA award winning collaboration with Kelsey Ballerini on half of my hometown. Congrats. Thank you very much. That was, uh, you know, Kelsey's, uh, I love her. You know, we, we grew up in, in the same area of East Tennessee. and We drove down the same roads. And so when, when she sent me this song, you know, she, she sent me a text and she goes, I'm going to poke the bear here a little bit. <laughs> and, you know, she goes, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to send you a song. And I really want you to sing on it. You don't have to. I know you don't have to, but I want you to. And so I listened to it and it was really emotional, really, you know, because they wrote such a great song about how she and I grew up and, I'm really proud of her. I'm really proud to be on half of my hometown. And I'm glad that it, you know, obviously really thrilled that it won two CMA awards. And um, I just couldn't be happier for her. Yes, she is something very special. And then it has been about a year and a half since Here and Now was released, which is crazy. But what can you say about any potential new music that would be your 20th record? Well, we've... We, we I've started a little. I mean, I, I don't really. I, I don't even know. I have, I have a few songs recorded, but I don't have. A, I don't have a direction. I don't have anything. You know, we've been. Um, uh, I've been writing for it. You know, and but it's been very sporadic. Um, all my energy and focus at this moment is going to be putting this show together for next year. And then we're going to slowly but surely, you know, work on new music. That's how it always is. You never stop doing that. No, you know, we never stop working on. We never stopped that process. Um, so it's still, you know, at one point, at some point, we're going to put out another record. I don't know what kind of record. I don't know what where it's going to lean. I just know it's going to be, you know, uh, um, as always, pieces of my life, you know. So we will, uh, we're just constantly working on that. That's very exciting. And then I am, I'm very confident that at, at this point in your career, that if you hear a song that you would like to cut, that you are able to cut that. But from the earlier days of your career, was there any song that maybe either got away or one that you passed on and you were like, you kicked yourself about it? You're like, oh, I should have cut that. I, I think every artist has those songs, you know, um, mm -hmm. but there was a couple uh, that, um, I don't know that I passed on them, but there were just songs that I heard that I wish I would have recorded. Mm. You know, I mean, <laughs> there was um, Tracy Lawrence had a song called Time Marches On that I just still oh. one of my favorite songs. I love that song. I, and I wish I would have recorded that song. I wish I would have recorded Please Remember Me by Tim McGraw. I wish I would have recorded um, uh, uh, Springsteen by Eric Church. I wish I would have <laughs> recorded, I don't know, there's just a lot. A million, you know, right? There's, yeah, there's so many there's great songs. There's so many great songs that and I, I, and that I hear on the radio and go, ah, 
why didn't they send me that song? <laughs> <laughs> or why didn't I write that song? You know what I mean? Like there's so many. There's, I mean, there's a lot of George Strait songs I wish I would have recorded. You know, Oceanfront Property, when I hear that, or The Chair. Oh, or, that's so you. You know, there's, there's so, it's just so me, you know? And so, um, I, I, as far as passing on a song and it getting recorded, I can't, I can't think of one right th- at this moment. I'm sure you, uh, I'm sure that the, the number of songs that you get, I, I completely understand that yeah. you would remember that. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, I, but yeah, but I, I, but I do hear a lot of songs that I w- go, oh, wow, that's a really great song. Mm-hmm. And then if I had to imagine how you spent your free time, it's probably on a boat or a beach somewhere at the gym writing songs. But when you finally like take a minute and sit down on the couch, what are you binge watching? What am I? Be- oh, that's a good one. Uh, <laughs> I just finished this thing on Netflix called Made. I haven't Have watched that. Is that good? It's really good, and I didn't know if I was gonna like it, but it's it's a it's I I, I love stuff that I, I love stuff where the, it shows true struggle, mm-hmm. and this the character has, there's a lot of struggle in this, and and about making your trying to make your life better, and uh, identify with I identify with that a lot, and so I I think that's the last thing I've watched. I don't know if it's my favorite, but it's the last thing I've watched. Are you on the Yellowstone train? Because I know that you're a Costner fan as well. I, I love Kevin. He and I are friends, but I and I hate saying this, but I haven't watched a frame of your. <laughs> oh no! I, if you so, like a struggle, I, this is your show. <laughs> right. So I'm going to save it for, for when I have to go on the road and spend all this time on the bus next Good summer. Call. I'm going to save it and just have it in front of me, and I'll just binge watch it every day. Kenny Chesney, thank you so much for your time. It's always so great to catch up. You're so wonderful. We're so excited about the tour, and congratulations on the success, of course, of knowing you. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Take care, Kenny. See you soon. Bye.